Steve, episode 52 of the Broadway Block. Today on the Block, we're going to talk about Henrik Lundqvist's new role as an MSG advisor. And we are going to go over some trade destinations for the unhappy Niels Lundqvist. How do you feel about the Niels Lundqvist situation? It's kind of alarming, right? That like, you know, over the span of a few years, we've had quite a few prospects be unhappy here, request trades. Um, Niels especially, <clears throat> I would probably have to agree with him a little bit. You know, he doesn't really seem like he has a spot. I feel like those roles are kind of carved out that are ahead of him, you know? So Fox, Lindgren, Truba, Keandre. I mean, there's a long list of guys. And if he's looking for that, spot if he's looking for that power play time it just doesn't exist um and you know he was highly touted as a prospect um we never really saw that like true coming out party for him um the only thing that we have to be excited for is the you know what people tell us you know but um it's challenging because you know again it kind of takes away that value that you have in a trade jury's kind of shown to just sort of not you know do anything about it just yet um, even back in the JD Jeff Gordon days, you know, like when, you know, Tony was like, I'll play somewhere else. It's like, it's not really up to you. So hopefully we kind of ignore it if that's the, if that's the answer. Um, but it is a little bit upsetting because now you're either forced to make a move or you make the situation possibly worse, you know? So I don't know what's your take on Neil's situation. Well, I I agree with you in the fact that, you know, we have Adam Fox locked up for the next eight years. So where is he going to be the number one power play quarterbacking defenseman that he wants to be? Like, he's right. Um, was he good enough last year to beat out Braden Schneider? No. Am I having a problem with prospects not good enough to compete on the North America level and then having some kind of problem with, like, you know, being forced to go down the AHL? Yes. Um, also, this kind of is another problem that's been forming that, you know, when we sent the letter, the infamous letter that we were going to, familiar faces were going to be changing, um, we got a lot of return back for that. So that 2017, 2018, 2019 draft, we had a lot of picks. Um, I'm hoping the 2018 draft is not cursed because, you uh, we picked Kravy at nine, Keandre at 22, and Niels Lundqvist at 28. And I felt like, pretty good about it. I, I felt pretty good about it. You know, going back, I was like, this is great. We, we're loaded up on defensemen now. Kravy's this winger. Like, we're ready to rock. But it hasn't been panning out that way. So back to my point, like, also, I hope – Nothing happens with Keandre with the contract because then forget it. 2018 is like a cursed draft class if that's the case. And hopefully when Krabby comes back, everything's water under the bridge and, you know, we can forget that. Um, something I did hear about the Niels Lundqvist trade is that supposedly um, Drury was offered a second round pick at the draft and did not accept it. Someone also, I've been reading that it was from the Habs. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, shocker. Uh, but I I just, I don't want to see him go for nothing, but I, I also don't want to lose out on opportunities that, like, you know, he's not going to play. We got to get him out of there. We got to get him, get him to somewhere where 
he can play and we yeah, get a, well, a good return for him. It it shows that um, there's enough interest, but like you said, like you don't want to just take an offer just to take an offer. And you know, you never know, man, injuries happen all the time. Like we're, I, we said this in the earlier episodes, but I feel like this is a team that can really kind of show some weakness on the depth if we run into some injuries early on. And I don't want to like single anybody out because I don't want to put that voodoo out there. But <laughs> if it happened in his position, I mean, it would, you know, what's he like the third, second, you know what I mean? Like he's not really like the first man up in that situation either. So it really would be a long shot for him to make the team. It would take a lot of unfortunate other happenings for him to make the team. So it, I can't even say that, like, I want him to, like, stay on the team. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of want what's best for him, which may be on a different I, team. I agree with you there. Uh, the only other thing is we do have him locked up for two years, which, like, you know, for us being a team with strapped on – cash like you know it's it, you don't want to give them away for nothing because you know we don't have a lot of people on those entry-level contracts that like if like you were saying if something happens he's like you know cde plan but it's not fair to Niels lundquist that you know he's missing his opportunity as a young 22 year old from you know europe coming over here thinking that he was going to get a shot thinking that he was going to get a role on the team and then not really having a role. I think it also shows like where we're at, you know, like where we used to evaluate prospects compared to where we do it now. And just using Othman as like a recent example, not the most recent, but I feel like he shows, you know, we already had left wingers. We already had this sort of player already. Shouldn't we have, you know, picked maybe a positionally player like, was kind of the best person available in that moment. So like, I think the way that we used to evaluate prospects has changed and what we're, what we're looking for right now is just like, you know, maybe, maybe like you said, we cash in on this entry level contract in a year from now when we're on, on a strapped kind of budget, but you go with the guy that maybe doesn't make sense in the moment, but you're not thinking about the moment you're thinking about four years from now when you need someone who can just kind of come in and perform on a on a cost controlled contract. So we'll see. And, and those bottom spots aren't necessarily spoken for, I would say. So there is still room, there is still potential, but I, I don't think it translates to what type of ice time that this person's looking for. And the the way that they were touted, it it it's hopefully seems like there's a role somewhere else for them um to flourish. But you know, hopefully we don't get burned on it. I think Kravsov represents you you kind of mentioned like you know, hopefully that's water under the bridge. I think if you're him, you just don't do anything that's out of the ordinary. You know, you show up, go to work, and if you're lucky, you put up some points and there's some interest in you and you can get out of the situation also. Um, but, you know, there's still potential for that to not work out as well. So, I mean, for me, I think it would be great if we can get something out of a craft stuff for sure and to salvage the rest of that draft, like you are saying, because, you know, Minus I remember feeling, I like you said, like I remember feeling great about that draft and being like, we're, we're, we are set up on defense for the future. Like this team is going to go places. And who would, who would have known that, you know, <laughs> we're going all the places you don't want to go. Yeah. That and, you know, Truba's now the captain. I mean, so much has changed. You get, um, you get Fox for Kreider threw, threw up 50 in 2022. Like nobody could have heard it. I mean, 
Igor won a Vesna. Well, that I think has been pretty that, well that, foretold. You know, yeah, like yeah. uh some of some of his numbers look like you know if you if you simulated a season on NHL 22 or some shit like it's it's pretty it, it, if you even going back to the KHL I mean I think I just already put up the fourth best save percentage in like league history or something I mean a nine through their first uh, however many seasons but um, nine nine thirty five for through last year also helps that when you have um, Henrik Lundqvist as your guy like teaching you the ropes of the NHL. And don't forget Benoit Lair. I mean, there's reasons why he's where he's at, where he's at. But also, sky's the limit. I mean, people really sleep on this guy still. I, after after his playoffs, after his regular season, I mean, people for some reason there's still some some layer of doubt. But I think his contract. Is I I think that's perfectly fine for Igor. I actually I think that's actually better for him because he'll play with another chip on his shoulder again this year. That like you know he's the guy. He he was the voted the best goalie in the nhl and i think he's gonna prove it again that he's the best goalie in the nhl i, I think, think he's, he's i think he's gonna silence all those vasileski lovers and they're gonna be like wow igor is gonna be a problem for years to come well he's a vasi lover himself and like he was well you got they... you gotta respect it you know when you're in that position as a goalie like you respect the other people who do do your job well you know i mean he was quick to i mean humble in that you know quick to say that Vassy's the best goalie in the, until otherwise when we were up to nothing, you know, and maybe, um, maybe that's where you get a little bit of the competition and maybe that's where you get a little bit of the, the realization that like, you know, on any given night, you know, any given Sunday, the, the, these teams have a chance to, to always beat you. And you kind of have to like respect your opponent. The minute you lose respect for your opponent is, you know, the quickest way to get an upset. But I think, uh, I think all's good as far as the the future of, I mean that contract's going to prove to be a steal in a little bit. It's going to be probably cap hell in about three four years from now. Um, but as far as where we're situated, you know, defensive wise, I think we're, you know, on the cusp of some X factors. Like it's really going to be up to guys like Kraftstoff and guys like Blaze to really pick up some of the the slack that's going to be seen and my opinion from the uh deadline boys that are kind of all all now departed all gone they're all gone boys oh, but man. that being said i think a lot of people are overlooking or not you know with like you know truba becoming captain keandre miller having the playoffs he did adam fox being adam fox i think a lot of people are not looking at like braden Schneider's going to be pretty good He's gonna hit people. He's gonna shoot, and he knows how to play defense. The thing for me is that when we drafted him, we we drafted him with that reason to have like a snarl. You were and excited. Play. I remember. I remember the text. You're like Braden Schneider. Okay, I just looked up and, his and shit. All like, the highlights of this kid. Are you're just, like he's a hitter. Like I like this kid. I was like, this, okay, this guy plays with a bit of a bite. But what I I think is gonna. I think what we're going to need is those guys that aren't afraid to shoot. And we said it about Keandre, you know, I, I'd love to see it from guys like Lindgren who might surprise you if that's who you see, if you're the opponent, you know, and that's who you see with the puck. So I would, I would be really encouraged to see some of the defensemen start to shoot the puck a little bit more. And I think even Schneider is a guy that, that could start to unload a couple and start surprising people. But um, for me, it's like the future 
looks bright, you know, the present looks bright, you know, you can't, you can't get enough of, of when the only flack that you can see is like, you never, Lundquist never won a cup. It's like, I'm looking ahead, brother. Like it, it doesn't, it happened. It, it he, didn't win, he didn't win one. I'm it. with you. He didn't win one. And, but what about Igor? That's right. What and I think it's like when that's like, when you know that that's where you're at and you know that you're in a good spot when people, then that's, that's all you can cling to is, is the past. And, and for me, it's like, that's what, that's what there is to be excited about is that um, this year looks great. You know, next year looks great. And I think that we're, we're you know, tickets, purchased for opening night you know we're gonna be uh you know we're excited now we're excited for even a month away it's less than a month away now um nine days you ready for that i'm just chomping at the bit you know fun. and you know the guys are too fun fact october 11th is alexi lafreniere's birthday oh wow he, he will be 21 on opening night good for the young lad Hopefully he'll uh, be a man finally. Hopefully, you think I mean, he's he'll be man enough to play on the power play, Steve? For oh, fuck, man, I I twenty one. You're twenty one. Your opening opening day. Yeah, I mean, d- does he grab that spot opening night? Is that what you're asking, or does he does he hold on to it? You know, eventually, because for you know, I'm, I'm gonna let you spiral with whatever way you want to go. Does he <laughs> grab it opening night? You tell us, Steve. Does he grab it like midway through the season? Is it, does like, he not even grab it? The answer is the like the end of the dominoes. It's like if that happens and this happens, so then you know who's your who's your second power play center is really what it comes down to. Because if Trocheck is on that power play number one in the spot that we're talking about, it doesn't really make a whole lot lot of sense if Heedle's your second power play center, in my opinion, unless unless Heedle's off to the races, you know. So to me it makes more sense for laugh to be in that just naturally because you need, you need Trocek likely on that second power play. Then it doesn't which, necessarily, which I, I like Trocek on the second power play for the player who he is a shoot first mentality. He's, he's gritty. He keeps the puck in the blue line. Like he's someone you want. He open, he finds the open man. He keeps the puck moving around. He also is very good at shielding the goaltender, like kind of like a Kreider position. He gets right in front. He's he's not fun to deal with right in front of you. And he good makes faceoffs. Yeah, good on faceoffs. You know what I what I so like to get back to the laugh thing. What I think is going to happen is I think he's going to hold on to that number. You know that number one spot for probably probably a month or so. There's going to be some play I think in that. And, um, and he's going to get a shot on that bumper spot. I hope he, like, to me, it doesn't necessarily matter if you hold on to that number one role. I want him to see time up there. I want him to have success, obviously. Um, don't forget he's going to be in a contract year and it's going to be, you know, tough to pay all these guys. So like, I think he's going to get time up there. Um, but I think if he gets time everywhere, that's going to be important. I think, they're going to look at him in maybe a shorthanded role. They're going to look at him maybe in a second line power play role, at least if he doesn't hold on to that number one spot. And I'd like to see him get a little bit of time in that bumper spot um, and hopefully some first or second line um, wing time. I mean, again, is it, we mentioned this about Kako, is it the worst thing if he plays the third line and we get a scoring, you know, third line winger so we can kind of roll all those four lines. Um, Is that the worst thing? No, but you know, I, I would, think I we got it. I no, I agree with you. It's not the worst thing, but I think to accelerate 
and kind of give us like, you know, like a rip cord of like, we got the younger guys taking over the roles that he's got to play up on that second line minimum. Like, yeah, I, maybe if he is not performing as well as we saw him in the playoffs and as like the last uh, few weeks of the regular season last year. Yeah. You scale him back. But I think that goal is to get him up there and keep him up there and let him play with like, you know, the stars of the NHL, you know, on the first and second lines. Yeah, and I think he naturally scores. You know, he's going to have those plays where he just kind of was the last person to touch the puck, and I think and and you get assists that way, and I think that that's good for your confidence. I think that just being out there when the goals are scored is enough for certain guys that aren't always a part of the action. But when you look at the way that Laugh plays, he's always he's always in the mix. He's always wa- he's always wants the puck on a stick. He always wants to make a play with it. Um, he's not scared to shoot it. He's not scared to make th- you know thread a puck through through sticks and through feet. So um, I think playing or, with those or guys, talk to Dylan Larkin, go directly at your captain, and you know put it through the legs, and there you go. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm still playing that clip, man. It's <laughs> it's always mentally see. playing in my head. What I want to see is that 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 level of confidence that that day. Um, you know, coming out there scoring two after being benched. I want to see that level of confidence. I think a little bit of being on the power play and like I said, just being out there when the goal is scored, that's going to have a lot to do with that confidence because a part of you is going to feel like, oh, I was out there and I was meant to be out there. And like, you know, um, who, who, if someone beats him out for that spot, is it Kravy? Is it Kako? You know, is it not necessarily a player? Is it Panarin going to that top spot? Is it not necessarily somebody beating him and him just not excelling in it? What do you think happens in that winger role? I'm a, I'm, I'm a guy that comes from like sporting background, best man up. Like, you know, I think it really comes down to the next couple weeks in camp and preseason to really see um, who's ready to go. Like is Kravy in North American NHL hockey physique? Like, is he ready to play? We don't really know until we start seeing him in the preseason. Um, is Kako like the ready to take on the next role and really use this bridge deal to like prove to get his money in his bag and like become a real NHL winger? I don't know. I to be honest, there's too many storylines. I think we'll see kind of as the as the season starts. I, if I had to say it right now, I'd probably say Alexi Lafreniere is probably the best winger up for that position as of right now, but that was from watching him in the playoffs and the last couple of weeks. Cause we've said it, I think so many episodes we've said it, like every game we watched laugh play, he just got better and better. He got more NHL like time and he looked like an NHL, like a could be an NHL star. When you, um, when you look at, the way you played, do you think that that's the chemistry you had with those other two? Or do you think it's, you know, something that's worth um, holding on to some of that chemistry, you know, bump up a guy like, you know, Laugh and Kako with a player like Trocek? Or do you think that it's worth him having all that sustainability all by himself? You know, do you think he can sort of have that chemistry with Kreider and Mika or... Uh, well, they, they play a different game, but I also think um, Alexis Lafreniere's game is he's kind of an electric young guy getting out there, excited to be out there. So I think there would be some adjustment if he played with a Kreider or Mika out there to like really, you know, figure them out and their game. But 
I think he could play with anybody. I think he he's I think he will be an NHL star in the league. I just think, you know, you got to get used to it. Got to get used to the day in day out of being on the top lines and playing playing good hockey. So final answer, laugh on the top rule, clinging on to a playoffs or to a uh, power play spot and finding chemistry on the top line. I mean, that's all we can hope for, I feel like. That sets a second. I think, I think there'll be some bumps in the road where he goes back down and, like, you know, like, what did you say when we were at Kids Day and wasn't it the game before laugh sat? You're like, watch, watch him come out today. Like, he's never sat in his life, like, watch him come out today he's that he's not the type of player like for me i get the vibe that like if you sat cackle like that he'd kind of be like all right like yeah like that like hurt his mentality but uh, i saw I, laugh laugh busted back like and he had a one of the best games of the year for him i kind of like completely get that vibe from cackle too i think yeah you know you gotta every coach has to kind of speak to their players a little bit differently um or each each player has to be spoken to differently. Um, but I can see, I can see laugh taking that as fuel, whereas Kako takes it as maybe like an insult, you know, I will um, go but, back. But don't forget to, I will that go back to, to the homeland. Yeah. Don't, don't forget that happened to Kako too, by the way. I know. Like, I know. Like I know. real recent, like, but he didn't, he didn't, we don't remember the bounce back games because it really didn't, we didn't really see a bounce back game. Like we saw the on kids day, like with the red wings, like you can get this. I mean, this game six exactly you know and i mean does that motivate you know it's too much time off i feel like you know it's like i wish we could have got a game seven bounce back game out of that but we'll see man i'm super excited here's a here's an even crazier question would if we had won that game six eastern conference finals game and gallant looked like a god that he sat caco and we we ended up bringing it back to new york would you have continued to sit Kako or would you have put him back in that? Like we got to get him ready for the finals, like Eastern conference finals. And I'm keep really going. glad that we don't have to think about that. We don't, you know, and <laughs> yeah, no questions. I, mean, I played the fifth. Yeah. I, I'm oh, man. Cause I'm horrified to, to believe that, you know, there was a little bit of that, like allure. I feel like back in like the AV days about just like, you know, he'd be like, well, I'm excited to mix it up. And then we'd go out there and like win like five to three. And we're like, keep it going, you know, but, but um, how much of that is just like throwing a Hail Mary and, you know, accelerating when you, when you win. But um, yeah, if he, if, if that works, he's, he's the goat, but man, I, I, I hope that we can get a, a good performance year out of, out of Kako as well, but hopefully that's the last time we see him getting benched. I, I hope he comes out stronger, better than ever. Kind of like with that, like, all I can think of is, like, when people say Capo Caco, I think of that um, Adam Fox goal with that pass right in front of the net, and he just spoon-fed it right past him. That's what I'm looking for out of Caco all year. Those kinds of plays. There was about 15 seconds right before um... – one of the goals um, in the playoffs and you see him getting nasty. He's, he's pushing somebody in front of the net and there's a quick little pivot. He switches and he goes behind the net and laugh sneaks in and scores that scores that goal um, with Kako feeding him from behind. And, and it's like, it's little stuff like that that I look at where he's not, he guess he gets the assist, 
but he doesn't get the credit for sort of like setting the play and setting the tone that like, you know, he was being bodied and he, and he stood up to it. I, I feel like as he grows into that body and as he can sort of maybe absorb some of those things from a guy like Kreider, because he's not playing on his line. Someone's got to replicate that style of play throughout it. Um, I mean, he's got all the tools in front of him. It's just, you know, that confidence maybe is the, is the issue, but. Just can't wait for the weeks to click down. You know, Me we're too, almost, man. we're almost here for this preseason hockey. I can't wait. Getting here, but we'll chat soon, brother. All right. Thanks, Steve. Have a great one. Thanks, man. Let's go Rangers.